Hey guys, before you listen to today's podcast, I've come to realize just through uh, social media that people are confused. People are confused that, uh, that they don't realize that the wine club that I created for my dad's liquor store is literally the best fucking deal in life. Not in wine, not in beverages, in life. $55 and free shipping for one to four wines, usually three, I don't know why, but that's how it's been working out. Uh, I actually saw somebody, Mark, Mark Fitzpatrick in Maryland, good dude, literally tweeted something yesterday. He took a screenshot of a Facebook ad from wine.com. They were selling one of the wines that I have in my pack this month, where there's three wines, for 60 bucks. And my pack was 55 bucks and free shipping and had two other monster wines in it. And I don't know what else to tell you. Literally, 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 if you drink a case of wine a year, if you drink a case of wine of year, you have to go to winelibrary.com. It's right at the top of the website, the, the Gary V Wine of the Month Club. Sign up now. Bad news, Texas, Illinois, Massachusetts, bullshit liquor laws, you're out. So for the rest of you fuckers, make the right decision. Gary V Wine Club. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be legends. Gonna get their attention. What up, what up? What up? Good to see you, Philly. First of all, before we get this started, the amount of gratitude that I have for this city for beating the fucking Patriots in this Super Bowl. Let's fucking go! Thank you for that. Man, I hate those fuckers. Today's an extremely special day for me because today is my mother's birthday. And, and I thought I would use that as a framework of the opening dialogue, giving a sense of who's speaking today. Uh, I won't go too much into mindset and motivation and those kind of things because I think we have a lot of people covering it. I'm actually gonna go pretty practical on the back ha- half of this about why I think most of you are massively uh, missing the mark, and I, and I include myself in that, that we're missing the mark in this enormous gold rush of Facebook ads and Instagram ads, LinkedIn, YouTube. No matter how much content you're producing for whatever you're trying to achieve, whether that's to raise money for the PTA or sell sneakers or build your real estate firm or what, whatever you do, the one thing for all the people here in the front and all those homies that I love so much in the back, Man, it takes a while for noise to get the fuck up here. (laughs) Shit is crazy. The one thing I know for fact that connects every person here, that the cameraman right there, myself, you, all of you, is that attention is the asset. That before you can tell me how great you are, why I should buy your thing, why I should do the thing that you want me to do, vote for me, buy my thing, do this, help that, that attention is the asset and I've spent the last 20 years of my business career becoming a practitioner in what I call underpriced attention. Whether it was email or websites or Google AdWords or YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, the reason I have the great luxury of standing up here, at least for the merit of what I've been able to accomplish in my professional career, is I've been able to execute within real estate that has been underpriced by the market, I've been able to storytell and execute in there, and that has led to the results 
that I have. As I got older, I got smarter and started investing in the platforms that became the most important real estate and those are the foundations of the things and, and, and when I buy the New York Jets and win my Super Bowls, it will 100% be on the back of the things that I'm gonna talk to you on the second half which is how all of you need to start buying and creating on these platforms and why so many of you have failed. How many people here by a show of hands have run Facebook or Instagram ads and it hasn't worked? Because I think it's a lot of people, raise them high. There's a very specific reason. It's because it's not that easy. It's not just, you know, it's like me saying I'm gonna put a ball in the hoop. Like that's great, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna be a professional basketball player. It takes a skill set and I'll get into that and, and that's the thing, if you wanna ask me what I'm trying to accomplish here today, every person in here is underspending and undercreating on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, podcasting, email, everybody, me too. And I'm, I have 22 full-time people, I'm spending three or four million dollars a year between advertising dollars and people and I'm underdoing it. So I really need to deliver that. That's part two. Part one is a little bit more interesting to me. Over the last year, it's become obvious to me that optimism is actually a strategy. That I'm fascinated by what I was gifted. I was gifted through my mom's DNA and by the way that she parented me to be fundamentally in a place where I just am incapable of seeing the negative. I don't really, it's not that I'm delusional. Uh, basically my life for the last 15, 27 years has been pretty basic. If I wake up and me and the seven or eight people that I love the most didn't die, I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> now, I, I'm, I really, really need you to understand what I'm saying. I mean it. It's super basic. I have a happy life, not because of my success, seeing my dear high school friend Jess right there in one, two, three, in the fifth row. It was super fun, I ran to her in the hotel last night and, and I was there with, with her, her husband and friend and, and it was fun for me, it was emotional for me because she's one of a very, you know, we only went to high school with 254 kids. I know it's 254 in our class now. I don't know how many of you follow me on Instagram but the happiest day I've had in the last month was when I posted my report card a month ago because I was ranked 243 out of 254 in my high school. <laughs> but there's not a lot of people because I was very insular. What she can tell you is that for the first three and seven eighths year of my high school career, because I worked in my dad's liquor store and because I worked after school, I didn't do after school sports, I didn't hang out, I didn't have much of a social life. I sold baseball cards in the malls of New Jersey and I worked in my dad's store. I was in my own shit. And so for me, it's fun to see her right here because you could say, you know, I have empathy. One could say, well, you're happy because you've made it. I was fucking super happy when I wasn't making it and doing the shit that nobody wanted to do. You know, a lot of people are very confused with my narrative. When people want to troll me, they're like, easy for you. You were handed $3 million or this, that, the other thing. I spent the first 12 years of my career, 15 hours a day, paying myself less than $100,000 a year every year, building my family liquor store business for my parents. I left at 34 years old with zero equity in Wine Library 
no money to my name, and no equity on paper. I basically started over seven years ago. But I checked, thanks dad, but I checked, (laughs) but I checked a very important box for me. I don't know how many of you are immigrants or the children of immigrants or how many of you are in the same way that I am that have the great, great fortune to have their parents be their heroes, but there is no greater feeling in life than feeling that you've settled the score with your parents and gave them as much as they gave you. And that feels incredible for me of what I did in the first part of my career, but here's what I will tell you on my mom's birthday. My mom did some crazy ass parenting on me. First of all, the number one thing that my mom did for me and the number one issue for the far majority of this room, and I'm just lucky of good parenting and DNA, I don't think I'm better than you, I'm just telling you because I see it every day and because I've read a lot of tweets in the last 24 hours of people that are in this audience and I look at not just a tweet that you said you're excited to see me, I look at all the shit you post because I'm trying to get a sense of you fuckers. (laughs) The number one gift my mom gave me is a lack of entitlement. If you want to talk, for all the good shit that's going on with me, I literally think I mean nothing. I'm being dead serious with you. I, I think I'm the greatest of all time with my confidence and bravado and ego and excitement and the things that I see are happening, but I equally know that when I, if I disappeared tomorrow, cool, I'd have a good social media day and then everybody would move. I'm telling you, when Prince and David Bowie died in that little window and I watched those icons of culture get about 24 hours of love and then everybody forgot, I was like, fuck, right? I mean it, I mean it. And so what's really empowering and what's holding so many people back here is entitlement. You feel like somebody owes you something because something went wrong somewhere along the way. I don't. I actually think whatever went wrong for you is the best shit that ever happened to you because adversity is absolutely the foundation of success. The, the other thing I know is I have bad news. Nobody gives a fuck about your problems. And this is super important to understand. The second you actually understand that nobody actually gives a shit, the only people that listen to you complaining are your loser fucking friends. If you like complaining, like just take a step back. Look around the next time you're complaining about the government or, or you know, racial or feminine or, I've heard, I had a guy sit in front of me the other day crying that his life was bad because he was a white male. Rich white male. I was like, oh shit, we've gone everywhere now. You're either on the offense or defense. I just want you to know something. One of the things that's been really on my mind is I think a lot of people think they're in the middle. They're like in a transit. You're only on the offense or the defense. And I've realized that I've been on the offense my whole life because I never felt entitled to anything. An incredible thing happens when you're born with very little. You know, I was born in the Soviet Union. We come to America. I live in a studio apartment in Queens. You know, my parents bought me six toys in my entire life kind of thing. We took one, one family vacation in my entire life, right? When I wanted Nintendo, my mom looked me dead in the face and said, good, go buy it. And that was huge. On the flip side, what she also did was she instilled, she, let me rephrase, she reinforced things that came natural to me 
and made them the most important things. While I was getting D's and F's and every other immigrant parent was making their kids get A's and B's because they thought that's what mattered, my mom was accelerating and going out of her mind any time that I showed compassion, any time that I showed empathy, any time that I showed gratitude. I once opened a door for a woman. This is an amazingly interesting story to me. I remember after losing a Little League baseball game, which I'm extremely competitive, so basically if I lost in anything from the ages of five to 13, I cried on the spot. Like some straight fucking real tears shit, right? So we had a devastating loss in a Little League baseball game that we lost, I mean, I remember, we lost to the Cougars, three to two, those fucking, anyway. We went to McDonald's, because my mom, my mom didn't like buying shit, but she knew I was super sad, so she was gonna buy me a fucking Big Mac. So we went to McDonald's. We got there, and I remember this for the rest of my life. I, op- I was eight, I opened a door for a woman. I, you know, just walk in, just open the door for a woman. You would have thought that I won a Nobel Peace Prize. My mom made such a big deal about that. You know, there's a legendary story for my mom of when on my 10th birthday we went to Toys R Us and because Cabbage Patch Kids were so hard to get, they had them, so I took all my money and bought my sister the Cabbage Patch on my birthday. She, and that's a, that one's a good one, that's better than the door, but still, you have to understand what she did. And honestly, for all of you that watch me, it's what I'm doing for my community with my content. We, my friends, more than ever now, we need to focus on the truth. Here's the truth. This second that we're sitting here is the greatest second in the history of mankind for human beings. This is math. No matter what you have going on, your grandparents had it worse. We are so good at blaming other things and dwelling and complaining on shit without looking at the reality of the situation. No matter how bad you have it, millions, billions have it worse. And so for me, the mindset that I've rolled in this whole game is nobody cares, nobody cares. And not that they don't care, people have compassion, but they can't. Think about how much you can care even for the people you love the most. It's just a human thing. And more importantly, we have it ridiculously good. This internet thing, this internet thing is the most important invention in the history of the human being. All the things that you worry about of like the man stopping you or something stopping you, all these things that we envision that are the reasons why you haven't been successful, this internet thing is taking away. The internet, the internet is the middleman. It's true. You have to understand how ridiculous this thing is. The ability for you to create content, pictures, videos, and written words on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, beyond, and going direct to the audience eliminates any excuse you come up with. I could literally spend the next month, one by one, systematically going through this big room, and no matter what excuse you come up with, the answer is gonna be, and? Guys, we have to eliminate complaining and dwelling. We have to. The, like, it's just everything, and that's what she did for me. She instilled the right positive things, and most of all, 
she eliminated fucking excuses. She eliminated entitlement. And most of all, how many people are parents in here? She did one other thing that's super important to me. This whole fifth place trophies bullshit. I have two kids, I get it. You love your kids so much, I get it. But what we have manifested into, we are such pieces of shit. What we have manifested into in overprotecting our kids and manipulating adversity and creating a world where there isn't winning and losing is the reason, I hate, I hate when I hang out with like a 48 or 57 year old homie and, and he'll be like, Gary, these fucking millennials. I'm like, you fucking raised the millennial, you dick. <laughs> like, like all the 40, 50 year olds, all, all, all of us 38, 40, you know, every one of us with 15 year olds and up, we love shitting on these kids. They're soft, they're entitled. We made them entitled. Like, like we have to get back to winning and losing. You have to stop coddling your kids. Of course. Of course they are struggling. When you actually thought until the age of 14 that you won everything, when you lost, you're fucked. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the Patriots lost. <laughs> I knew that would work. I think every, I, th- I genuinely believe, look, I'm gonna get very real with you. If you decided to spend money to come here for this lineup, entitlement is a big problem that you have in some shape or form. I'm being dead fucking serious. Not everybody, I don't know all of you, but I'm telling you right now that 80 to 90% of you, I'm being very, very frank, and I, I'm, I'm coming, I'm not razzing, I'm coming from an incre- incredibly important place right now. Please eliminate entitlement. Nobody, nothing, nothing, nobody owes you shit. Nobody gives a fuck that your parents were alcoholics. Nobody fucking cares that you were born to a tough family. And here's the truth. If you actually live that, if you actually live that, whether it's true or not, you can then finally navigate. All of you are looking backwards and people are fucking passing you by. Yesterday's fucking over. And I'm telling you right now, that to me, over the last decade, has been stunning to me. People's ability to dwell and think about circumstances that they had no control over that are now dictating how they go forward is fucking cancer. And if I can fucking strangle it out of your fucking body here right now, Philadelphia, I would. Because there's no tactic I'm gonna teach you, there's nothing motivational me or Les or fucking Tony are gonna say to you that's gonna do dick for you if you're still dwelling that your fucking aunt stole $800 from you. Right? Like people just, this woman laughing, I'm laughing too, like fucking like, people email me, Gary Vee, like I'd totally be crushing it, but my girlfriend cheated on me in 1985. I'm like, you're a fucking loser, dick. <laughs> like, like what, while you guys were watching MTV? What the fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> people complain that Facebook and Instagram's algorithm changed and they're not getting as many likes. It's free. 
I get 1,000 emails and DMs a day from people who say to me, Gary V, Zucks fucked me. Uh, Instagram's, what the fuck is Instagram doing? They're killing me. They changed the algorithm. YouTube too and Google before that in 2003. These are fucking free platforms. And you're literally complaining about the algorithm change. Let me tell you why you're getting less likes or getting hurt by the algorithm change. Because your content's not good enough. Because you joined engagement groups and you each like each other's shit, you fucking hacking piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Oh, you're mad at Instagram because you and a fucking bunch of Pakistani hackers decided to get into a group and like each other's shit and now you're not getting as much engagement. Do you think fucking Zucks is an idiot? My friends, the lack of patience in the system right now is extraordinary. We have 22-year-old life coaches on Instagram. (laughs) I don't want to get side railed because this could get real fucking ugly, Philly. When I was 28 years old, six years out of school, a lot of Jess and I's friends first started getting Facebook because that's the time it started coming out. I, because I worked every fucking minute, what she can tell you is literally, basically, we threw our caps in the air for graduation and I disappeared off the face of the fucking earth because I worked every fucking minute. This was the first time I reconnected with a bunch of my friends because here was Facebook and it was awesome. It was like digital, like, you know, class reunion shit. It was amazing for a lot of us. We're part of that generation. As I connected with it, it was really interesting. In a very nice way, because we came from a really nice place, most of my high school friends basically, basically, in some shape or form, 10 or 12 of them said, oh, you still work at your dad's liquor store. And I remember that era super well because I'm really desperately trying to put patience on a pedestal as a good thing. Because it is a good thing. Because the game is long. And so many people here are walking around with insecurities and all their behavior of what they want is to just prove to somebody else that they've made it. Literally people buy dumb shit like Supreme bags so that they could look cool in front of their people. Literally people buy seven bedroom homes. Seven bedroom, guys, nobody uses their seven bedroom home. We live in four rooms. But it's status. They fucking lease cars to look the part. They wear clothes to look the part. They buy homes to look the part. All, all, because they live their lives on defense. You live your life on defense because you worry about other people's points of view. The end. Back because Jess is here and it's just so fun because I get to use stories that I... Freshman year of high school. Pretty interesting year, right? Because you gotta kind of reestablish your brand. Shit gets really gnarly freshman year of high school. (laughs) While Jess was being super popular her freshman year of high school, let me tell you what I was doing. I was walking around the lunchroom trying to sell baseball cards to everybody sitting at a table. Not necessarily the move to make yourself the most popular person in a world where that's what matters. I'm telling you that story for one reason. Because of great parenting, 
on my mom's birthday, she put me in a place very early on that there was only one voice in my game, my own. As a matter of fact, it's so scary to me how singular my own voice is. It doesn't mean that I don't listen to feedback. It doesn't mean that I'm delusional and I think I can get away with bad shit and it's all okay. It just means that I am incapable of valuing anybody else's opinion, including my mom's, my wife's, and my children's opinion about me over my own. It's super important. If you really listen to where I'm going with this talk, if you realized how much of the actions you do is to show your mom or your dad or your sibling or your spouse or somebody, show somebody else that you made it or you did it, it is remarkably scary how many people are dictated by somebody else's opinion. When you layer patience into it, it's good to have a chip on your shoulder. I've got a lot. But patience. Too many people struggle with being booed in the third quarter. Too many people, if you're, how many people under 30? You guys are still playing the fucking national anthem. <laughs> Too many people rushing, taking shortcuts, doing dumb shit because they want to win in the first quarter. This is a long game, my friends. Sure, you can get hit by a bus. Great, I understand. For the far majority of us, this is a long game. And with the way medicine is going now, how many people here between 40 and 60? Raise your hands. This is where it gets real interesting for us. We're just gonna live a lot longer than we thought. I mean it. Like, how many people are 40? Or 40 to 50, real quick. Do you remember how old you thought 40 to 50 was when you were 26? When I first entered my dad's liquor store, my cousin Bobby was 30, I was 22. I thought he was old as shit. <laughs> now, sitting up here at 42, when I look at this little man here, how old are you, my man? Nine? I feel nine too. Like, literally, right? That's the crazy shit that they don't tell us. For all the 20 to 30 year olds in here, what they don't tell you is you're gonna feel basically the same in 20 years. You're gonna have just as much fire, and there's plenty of 60-year-olds in here who have just as much fire. It actually doesn't change as much as you think. Especially not here, right? Maybe you're a little slower, maybe the back, maybe some of that shit, but not here. Not here. And the quicker you understand that, the quicker you won't look for a fast buck. Do you know how many of my friends, my community, that when I post on Instagram, I mean, this is what, the hypocrisy, the fucking hypocrisy. Do you know how many times I watch shit. For all my talking, I'm a listener. I watch shit. Don't leave a comment on my Instagram and think I'm not watching. I posted something about patience a year ago. And everybody comes in, you know, a lot of keyboard warriors out there these days. (laughs) Everybody loves to look the part on social media, but what are your fucking actions is what I'm interested in. So I'll post something about patience and comments will come in and be like, yeah, Gary Vee, patience, this and that. Literally, it hit me because somebody had a funny username and then that email had it. I have a great memory and I kind of look back. A kid who wrote a fucking manifesto of how I changed his life on imposing patience, right? How it was the greatest thing and I taught him and I'm the father he never had, which kind of pissed me off because I'm not that old, but 
is the same kid that nine months later after that post sent me an email crying, asking me for help, asking to borrow money, which didn't bother me, but it speaks to the desperation because I don't know him, because he maxed all his credit cards out to buy Bitcoin and Bitcoin went down. People are chasing. Do you know how many of my homies that I grew up with that were social media experts now say in their bio that they're cryptocurrency experts? Who were also real estate experts? People are fucking experts. People are chasing. The collective answers to this room are way more patience, take your entitlement and leave it in the fucking garbage. Nobody gives a fuck, period. And the fundamental thing that really matters, nobody you've ever met has succeeded in building anything without working their fucking face off. I literally throw up in my fucking mouth every time I hear the word passive fucking income. It's my truth. There's nothing fucking passive about income, my friends. There's no fucking system. You're not gonna be fucking smoking weed in a fucking island in Jamaica while other idiots are working for you, you fucking idiot. And so I highly recommend, as you sit in your fucking chair right now, that you start getting real with yourself. Every excuse that you have, it's your fucking fault. Don't lend your aunt money, asshole. (laughs) All right, that's my framework. It's work, it's patience, it's a long game. You've gotta put in the effort every single day. I highly recommend finding something that comes natural or you like. Too many people do shit they don't like for the money, to buy shit that doesn't matter. It's the most basic shit on earth. How many of you are so miserable right now, but if you made $30,000 less, if you could afford it, and all you have to do is sell your home and go live in an apartment. Like it's crazy to me the traps that people are putting themselves into for buying shit. By the way, buying shit to impress other people, you're playing for an outside game. Now let me tell you how I think you do it. That's the framework, let's get to details. Content, content. A video, a written word, or a picture. Content is the gateway drug to every single thing in our society. Anything that you want to happen, you want to sell sneakers, you want people to buy your course, you want to sell homes, I don't give a shit. No matter what you do in this room, content is the gateway drug to your success. If you are not producing pictures, videos, and written words for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, LinkedIn, YouTube, Medium, if you are not doing that, you are fundamentally irrelevant in society. I don't give a shit that you didn't grow up with it. I don't give a shit that you hate going to a restaurant and seeing two people on the phone and it's sad. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if you're judging your grandkids. They're so introverted now, they don't know how to communicate, they don't look in your eye. Fuck you, grandpa, this is the new game. You could be sad all you want. You're the same asshole that said you would never get a cell phone and now you have one, Barry. (laughs) 
Technology doesn't give a fuck about how we grew up. Technology is gonna do its thing. Technology doesn't care what your opinion is. Too many people here have an opinion about society and then use that to dictate their business careers. That is the most insane shit of all time. Your romantic point of view on how it should be is the reason that you're not moving forward in your business career. You, in one side of your mouth, think that Facebook is ruining our democracy and in the other side, don't think it works to sell your dumb shit. We have to take a collective step back here right now, Philly, and understand one thing. This is the remote control of our lives. Let me say something very simple, I'm gonna demonstrate it to you, and it's, if you really understand what I'm saying right now, it's gonna really matter. Facebook and Instagram are streams, right? There's only so much real estate. Facebook's and Instagram's only asset in society is your attention. The reason the algorithm is the way that it is is because if they keep showing you dumb shit and you don't like it, you're gonna leave. How many people here have been on email for 15 years or longer? Raise your hand. Great. Remember how we used to read email 15 years ago? We read it. (laughs) For all the youngsters in here, I had an email newsletter in 1996 that had 91% open rates. Everybody read it, everybody acted on it, I sold a lot of wine. But we just kept sending email and so did everybody else and you started to tune it out. You know why the algorithm's not showing your content as much? Because the people that do see it aren't showing that they like it, thus it doesn't want to show it to other people. The algorithm is saving ourselves from ourselves. The algorithm works, it's why it's working. But here's the problem with the algorithm. There's only so many pictures and videos. And right now, we're just competing amongst ourselves. I'm the alpha, I'm the biggest invested, it's why I'm growing the fastest. Others in here are doing solid, decent, or nothing at all, and that is a direct correlation to your success, and more importantly, your future success. Here's the problem, my friends. Coca-Cola, and BMW, and Comcast, and the Eagles, and GE, and the biggest companies in the world haven't invested properly into the feed yet. The feed is just one feed. Right now it costs eight or nine dollars to get in front of a thousand people. Soon it's going to cost 50 and 90 and 200. And you're gonna sit and cry that you weren't doing more of this, just like I cry that I didn't spend more money on Google AdWords from 2001 to 2004 when they were grossly underpriced. Let me show you why I know this. Philly, please do me a real honor and stand up right now if, Jesus fucking Christ. Please stand up right now if besides live sports, you basically mainly now watch Netflix, HBO Go, Hulu, or anything that's OTT. If you're mainly watching Netflix, stand up. This is fucking crazy. Thank you, bro. I want everybody to look around. Stand, keep staying up. I want everybody to keep staying up. Look at this room. We can all agree these aren't 13-year-old kids. This is now a good wide range of individuals and ages. We have switched to OTT. You can sit, thank you. 85% of this audience consumes this many television commercials. Nobody here watches television commercials. Super Bowl, the best, we all watch it. Every other commercial, the worst. Now let me give you data. 80 
let me say it nice and slow, $80 billion is spent in the making and distributing of TV commercials in America a year. And all of it's going directly in the fucking garbage. When Pepsi and Kellogg's and Kraft and BMW finally feel the pain of them throwing money directly in the trash, which is coming, they will switch it. And it will come into this nice little place known Facebook and Instagram and everything else. And right now, while you're sitting on your hands and not spending every dollar you can afford to on running ads, not organic, not you posting on your organic page, no, running $100 worth of ads on a one mile radius of your office or to people that buy t-shirts or whatever it may be, while you're sitting on your hands, you're watching the single greatest marketing opportunity walk right by you. And everybody in this room, including myself, will regret for not spending more. If I can leave here with anything, if I could leave here with anything, it would be to get you to understand how much of a gold rush the underpriced attention on Facebook and Instagram is and get you to finally get off your fucking ass and Google how to run. I love when people are like, well Gary, how do I run ads on Facebook? Google it, dick. How do I run ads on Facebook? Enter. I didn't grow up with it. Neither did I. You didn't grow up driving, you figured it out. The fact that you're willing to not put in the five to 10 hours to understand it for something that brings you so much value is mind boggling to me. And then if you understand it, the fact that you're not doing it and still debating boggles my mind. This is my, listen to what I'm doing. This is a platform that goes up in price if more people are on it. It is the single platform behind the foundation of all my success and I'm trying to get you to go into it at my own expense because I'm competing with you for that same real estate because it is that good and I'm just putting it on the record so I can run this exact video in eight years and when I'm talking about something new, it's gonna say, remember in 2018 when you were in Philly and you didn't listen to me? You fucked up. (laughs) Don't make that same mistake with augmented reality or virtual reality or AI or whatever the fuck else I'm gonna be believing in in nine years. This is going to go away. The same way that Google AdWords did and the same way that email went away, it's not that it goes away, TV's not away, radio's not away, it's just not a great deal anymore. Attention is the asset. Everything works, but what about the price? I can run a lot of television and people would know about me, but that would cost millions instead of tens of thousands for the same thing. We, as a collective, have not quantified how remarkable this is. How many people here sell something? like? Vitamins or t-shirts or sneakers or wine. Raise your hand. Every one of you needs to figure out influencer marketing. You should leave this fucking conference right now, go home and start DMing people on Instagram and asking them how much money it costs for them to post a picture holding up your shit. And how many people here have consumed my content for a year or longer? Thank you. You know this is the same shit. I got one fucking pitch. I'm being serious. My pitch is simple. Stop buying dumb shit and start doing the right thing. And here's the right thing, it's very basic. Make pictures, videos, and content for the social networks and the platforms that people pay attention to. How many people here listen to my podcast? Raise your hand. How many people since listening to my podcast now have started watching a little less video because you're listening on the podcast? Raise your hand. This is so interesting to me. 
everybody here, if you have a business of any sort or ambition, needs to figure out how to start a podcast. Audio is passive. You can listen while you're driving. You can listen while you're traveling. You can listen while you're working out. You can listen while you're walking the dog. It doesn't make you do this. You just got those fucking nice little ear pods, the ones that you said you would never wear. <laughs> In your ears. My friends, something I figured out about myself a very long time ago. I'm very good at knowing what you're gonna do while you're telling me that you're not gonna do it. A lot of people here said that they would never have a Facebook account that they would never be on Snapchat. A lot of people here said they would never be on internet dating. A lot of people here said, yeah. A lot of people here, (laughs) a lot of people here said they would never have a cell phone. You're gonna do everything. Do you understand why? Technology's more powerful than your opinion. It's true. And I have good news for you, or bad news, depending on if you're an optimist or pessimist. Most people are pessimists. It's just starting the robots are gonna kill us. I'm not joking. So since they're gonna fucking kill us, wouldn't it be a good idea to do the right thing while we're here? This is just starting. Bookstores came first. Then people that owned limo companies. Everybody's on the record. The internet's coming. And it's gonna take everything. All of it. There's the internet, then there's the companies that are the first layer above the internet. Google, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, and then all of our jobs is to be the next layer on top of that. And the level of disrespect that so many of you have for these platforms and their capabilities is the vulnerability of your upside. If you are not a practitioner, you know how many people here have opinions on how Facebook ad works but have never run one? If you are not a practitioner on producing, not you hired your 24-year-old niece because she's young and she gets this shit. You. If you are not a practitioner of these six or seven platforms on this phone, 54% of time on one report is spent on social networks on all time spent on a cell phone. Everybody's on a cell phone. Every minute. Always. Watch your behavior. This is, everybody makes excuses like, well, my customer's not on it, or not yet, or it's coming. This is here. If you are not here, you do not exist. Please stop judging it. Please stop being romantic. And most of all, start being honest with yourself. The reason you have those excuses is you don't want to put in the work. You do not want to put in work. Or even worse, you have a big ego and you don't like the feeling of starting with 19 followers or fans on Instagram because you're worried about what other people think about you not having a big following because you're a big shot in another world and you fucking, fucking pisses me, your fucking ego pisses me off. <laughs> it, it's, your ego is, your, it's your detriment. You have ego because you think somebody gives a fuck about you. You know, in, in, in really like summing this up for me, it's super simple. It, it, it's so easy and it's so hard. It's so hard because judgment and all these things have been so grilled into your mind. It was your framework. It was how you were parented, the environment. It's your, it's your core. But at some point, you've just got to realize that there's only one game. It's an inside game. 
and there's only one move, it's called work. And, and just the lack of execution, the enormous amount of ego, the, just all these things are wrapping up into one concoction that isn't working. If you have not had sustained growth, it's because normally you're impatient and you're trying to move too fast, right? And here's another thing, and let me tell you why I have a lot of passion for this moment. This, to me, since Google AdWords is the greatest, and early television ads, uh, early cable, early cable, CNN, MTV, ESPN, they took advantage of early cable, that's why you know them still, they move fast, it's all the same game, attention is the framework. Here's what scares me slash excites me the most. It's so great right now. How many people here are under 30? Stand up. Do it. So let me tell you a couple things about you for me. One, I'm so pissed at all these old fuckers razzing on you. Right? You're welcome. But here's another thing I know about you, and and honestly, I genuinely believe this is the best generation that ever was. When I look at the actions, all the, I really mean it. I mean it. Here's the one problem for everybody who's standing up. You haven't been punched in the fucking mouth yet. I need you to understand while you stand here, you've run your professional career over the last eight to 10 years during only economic growth. All us other old fuckers that are sitting down right now, We've been punched in the mouth. We lived professionally through 2007 and eight. We lived through 2001 and 97 and 96. Of course business is good and you can make money posting a detox tea on your Instagram or you've got a fucking brand because you printed some words on a fucking t-shirt, you dick. You know, of course, of course, when the economy is winning. My friends, and you can sit, thank you. My friends who are 30 and under, Please be prepared for the punch in the mouth. Please be prepared when the biggest, let me tell you what happens when the fucking assholes on Wall Street are cheating and the economy collapses. Big brands stop spending money. Nobody's reaching out to you anymore offering you 500 bucks for a picture. You don't get the leads. It's nobody's returning your calls. People go into a shell emotionally, not just financially. And then you have to have something. Nobody wants to give you money for your fucking, we're the Uber of dry cleaners and every other fucking stupid idea running through everybody's fucking head right now. <laughs> I mean this. I mean it. Everybody's building apps and thinks that it's worth $4 million and they're gonna raise a million dollars from fucking you know, venture capital and they're gonna be fucking Instagram. My friends, for every one Instagram, there's eight trillion Insta shits. Please understand that we are living right this day, May 3rd, 2018, the best fucking opportunity for entrepreneurs and people ever. Stop listening to the bullshit propaganda. Stop listening to the bullshit propaganda of negativity that's sold to you every fucking day because they're trying to make money. Fear sells. Don't get caught into it. Optimism is the gateway drug to happiness, period. You either choose to see it or you don't. That's on you, knock yourself out. It's the facts, it's the data. We're healthier, better, everything. We got nothing but problems. You know what's happened? Because of this internet thing, we've been exposed. You know why it's so, you know how much I love fucking Me Too and all this stuff? This is the best, because we fucking deserve it. We're being exposed. Big media hit it. This is exposing it. This is it. This is our moment. You will regret if you don't go hard. 
please stop being lazy and egotistical or undereducated or entitled. Go learn how to make pictures, audio, video for Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Get the fuck out of this conference hall right now. Run home and do shit. Thank you so much. Hey guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode of the Gary Vee Experience. Now go out and share this, pass it on, let me know what you thought.